here with us. Why don't you stand on up to your feet right now. Let's spend some time singing together. You sing this with me. Hark the hair. Oh, 
comfortable with silence. It unnerves us and sets us on edge. Silence brings about anxiety and fear. It's the silence after the slam of the door that unravels us. It's the silence of an empty house that leaves us alone. It's the silence from the person you love the most, refusing to share what is really on their mind. Silence, even from God. We cry out, but no answer comes. We seek direction, yet we are still confused. Between the Old Testament and the New Testament, God was silent to his people for 400 years. No prophet's words, no angel visitations, just silence. But behind the scenes, God was setting the stage for his arrival. 350 years before Jesus was born, 
a man named Alexander the Great conquered the entire known world. And as a result, the Greeks ruled the world for several hundred years. Because of Alexander's conquest, the language barrier that separated people groups was torn down. Because Greek was widely known, the message of Jesus could be spread quickly. 280 years before Jesus was born, the Greeks translated the Old Testament from Hebrew to Greek. Now, all of the people could read about the one true God and the promise of the Messiah. 63 years before Jesus was born, the Romans defeated the Greeks under the rule of Julius Caesar. Because the Romans ruled the known world, there was world peace. People could travel freely from place to place, which would allow Christianity to spread rapidly. God, in the midst of silence, was working His plan, and His plan was going to work. If you feel the strange silence of God in your life today, remember that God is working behind the scenes in your life, and His plans for your life is going to work for your good and for His glory. Tonight, we look at the event that split time in two between B.C. and A.D., the moment when the prophets of old words came true. Tonight, we look at the moment when light filled our darkness, the moment that hope entered our world. Tonight, we look at the moment when God broke his 400 years of silence and sent his angels to fill the sky. For God on this night became flesh and dwelt among us. And it all started in the small town of Nazareth when an angel visited a young woman by the name of Mary. Luke chapter 1 says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel in Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month of pregnancy. For the Word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her.
When Mary told Joseph the news of what God was doing in and through her, he didn't believe her, so he decided to divorce her quietly. Now, why in the world was there a need to get divorced? I thought they weren't married yet. Well, in the New Testament times, when a couple was engaged to be married, even though they had never been together physically yet or had the official wedding ceremony, they were already considered married. During this time, the groom would go and prepare an addition onto his father's house so that when the day came for the wedding, they would have a place to live. Joseph has been working on the addition to his father's house when Mary shares with him about the angel's visit. Because Mary, in his mind, has been unfaithful, 
Legally, he can have her dragged to the streets, thrown into a pit, and stoned to death. The people in the town lawfully could come out and surround the pit and throw large stones onto the guilty person until they died. Well, Joseph loves Mary. And even though he doesn't believe her wild story about an angel's visit, he chooses not to harm her. Instead, he decides to end the relationship quietly. Matthew chapter 1. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Too far. 
Life for Mary and Joseph finally calmed down, but then when Mary was in her ninth month of pregnancy, the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, issued a decree that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census that was taken while Quinarius was governor of Syria, and all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them.
streets of David's town That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You'll find the baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with him God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that's happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story was astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart 
and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. And this, my friends, is the story of Christmas. Stand with me if you would, and let's sing this song together. can have a seat. You're going to feel like you're in a Catholic service. You're up, you're down, you're all around, you don't know what in the world is going on. We're so glad that you came out tonight to celebrate the birth of our Savior. I hope you've had a good time so far. This concludes the first part of our service. We have a second part that's going to be outside. It's going to be very, very brief. We know it's cold. So we're going to go out there. We're going to sing Silent Night, Holy Night together. And then we're going to light this puppy up. And then after we light it up, 
there's a whole bunch of fun things to do, so don't rush off. In the student center, over to the left, we have Santa Claus. And over to the right, we have Anna and Elsa and Olaf for the kids so they can take pictures with them. In the main worship foyer, we have Mickey and Minnie dressed in holiday attire. Over by the welcome center, we have Elf on a shelf. If you like that mischievous little elf, you can get your picture over there. There's going to be all kinds of lights and all kinds of photo opportunities. Going to be hot chocolate and cookies for everybody as well. Now listen, we're not coming back in this room, so gather all of your stuff and let's head out. I'll see you in just a minute. This candle that I have in my hands represents the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. I want you to think about the saints of old who passed this flame on from one person to the next from one generation to the next. The reason that we're here today is because for thousands of years, people were bold enough to share the difference that Jesus makes in someone's life. I want you to think for just a second about the person who told you about Jesus Christ. They had a flame burning inside their heart and that flame would not be extinguished. They had to share it with you. And think about how courageous that moment must have been for them because they didn't know how you would respond. They didn't know what you would say. They didn't know what you would do. But the thought of being in heaven without you was just too much to bear. So they walked into the zone of the unknown. Maybe they invited you to church. Maybe they shared the difference that Jesus had made in their life with you. And you saw something in them that was so different and so unique that you wanted what they had. Think about the person who passed that flame on to you. And then think about the person that you need to pass the flame on to as well. Who do you know that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ? I want us to pray for them. I want us to pray for that family member. I want us to pray for that friend. I want us to pray for that coworker or that classmate, that if we're not as bold as someone was with us, that that person will perish apart from God for all of eternity. And I know that you care too much about that person and you love that person too much to let that happen. So my prayer is that you will have the courage, that you will be as bold as a lion and you will invite them to a Christmas Eve service and that you will pray a big, hairy, audacious prayer that the Holy Spirit of God would so touch their lives that they would find the joy and the peace that is only found in a relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the people who cared enough about us and about our eternity to share the difference that you made in their life. 
with us. Lord, we pray that we would be as bold as lions, that we would be courageous, that we would share the difference that you've made with somebody else, that we would pass the flame on. And Lord, even right now, we pray that you would go before us, that you would soften their hearts, that when we invite them to come to our church, that they would say yes, and they would want to be a part of something where grace and love and mercy and forgiveness are found. Lord, use us to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing this song with me. light this puppy up, all right? And just a second after the countdown, remember that in the worship center foyer and the student center foyer, there is hot chocolate and there are cookies. Hang around, get lots of pictures, have lots of fun. All right, let's count it down from 10. Here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Merry Christmas! This concludes our service. Have fun. Take lots of pictures. Thanks for being with us. Have a good night. <laughs>